joining us. My name is Josiah, so I'm the lead pastor of Freedom House Church. We are one church that meets in three locations, Fullerton, Costa Mesa, and live online. Right now, we're live at our Costa Mesa. Come on, give God a hand clap. What's up, Costa Mesa? What up, everybody online? Thank God for technology that I can be in one in three places at one time and we can all be together as a church family. So good. Well, again, happy new year. And I got some good news. Who wants some good news? You like some good news? Here's some good news. You have perfect church attendance for 2021. Come on, you ought to clap right there. You got perfect church attendance. Be like, I haven't missed one service all year. I'm on a roll. Let's keep the streak going. Amen. But welcome again to Freedom House Church. Happy New Year. And as I mentioned, every new year is an opportunity to rededicate our lives to God. To say, God, I rededicate my life to you and I want to do something great. If you're joining us for the first time, there's a lot of new people that have come to Freedom House Church. We have, in 2020, we became just an outreach church. We helped over 100,000 people. Yeah, you ought to clap for that. During the pandemic, we blessed you know, our Adopt-A-Home project, these were foster children. These were a lot of children that were in need and poverty. We blessed over 2,100 children during Christmas. So there's a lot of new families. And if you're new to Freedom House, I just want to welcome you. And I want to tell you, or if you're, you've been coming to Freedom House, if this is your 10th year with Freedom House, your fifth year with Freedom House, I just want to reiterate that nothing is more important to me as the lead pastor, our campus pastors, Pastor Brian, Pastor Louie, our student pastor, Pastor Tommy, nothing's more important to us than to see you grow in your walk with God. And I mean that. I want you to hear this, okay? Let me pastor you for a moment. Our goal for 2021 is every time you come to church is that you would know Jesus more next year than you know him this year. And I want to tell you, we are committed more than ever with a new renewed passion, a renewed commitment to make sure that you know God, you discover your purpose, you find freedom, and you step into your calling and make a difference for the glory of God. Come on, somebody. Amen. So how you do that, here's how, is plug in. Just plug in. Stay plugged in. Everything's going to fight you this year to disconnect from God. Trust me with that. It's, isn't it interesting? It's harder to go to church than to go to the gym, okay? Why? Because the devil fights you. He don't want you to plug into God. So this year, I want you to plug in. I want you to make that effort because Jeremiah 29, and the Bible says in Jeremiah 20, 11, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to do good and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. One verse, three times God says plans, but so many people don't know that plan. I want you to know that plan in 2021, and I, we want to be there for you. In addition to that, our kids' church is committed to raising up world changers. How many people have kids? Where are all my parents at? Where are all the kids? Okay, praise God. Some of you come to church just for the child care, put the kids in. I'm, a, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Our approach for kids' church, listen to me. We do not, we do not approach kids' church as child care. We approach it as a Christian education. And I want you in 2021 with your children to view it as I am taking them to Christian school on Sunday before they go to a public school on Monday, okay? And you're bringing them to their Christian education. You're, they're going to learn how they came from God, not came from nuclear cells and blah, blah, blah. They're going to learn how God made male and female. They're going to learn how they have a call, a destiny, and creation. They're going to learn how they have identity in Jesus. They're going to learn to have love, joy, peace, patience. So when they go on Monday, they already receive Jesus on Sunday. Come on, parents. Amen. So we're going to bring our kids to church. 
If for no other reason, parents, you ought to come to church is to bring your kids to church. Say, I got to get my kids to the house of God. I got to get them there because they need, to, and even though you don't think they're paying attention, they'll trip you out sometimes. Because even my son, you know, he'll be like, hey, dad, I like that point. I'm like, you're paying attention. Praise God. You know what I mean? They're listening. And even aside, they're feeling the atmosphere. Amen? God's good. You may be seated. I got a lot to cover today. And uh, if you're uh, Costa Mesa, sit down. If you're watching online, you're probably already sitting down on the couch. Anyway, you stand up. Just kidding. All right. Praise God. <laughs> Joking. Welcome, everybody watching online. We love our technology crew that allows us to be online. But I'm really excited about the new year. And, and I'm not just saying that in a superfluous way or, or just, you know, as a statement. But I really am because, as I mentioned, I, I, part of the reason is I'm over 2020. Like, 2020, we're done with I'm not taking you with me. I'm moving on. Can I get an amen? You know? But every year when we step into a new year, I genuinely ask God and I say, Lord, you know, what would you have for me individually? And also what would you have for our church corporately? And every year we call it the word of the year. And what and essentially that means is, is that we have an aim. We have a focus, like something we're aiming for in 2021. And in years past, this became a prayer focus, and we'll pray over this, and we'll, we'll allow God's word to encourage us. But this year, you know, really looking at the aim, God, how, what, what direction would you have for us? And I want to remind you that although the world right now is in crisis, and there's a lot happening, you know, in communities, there's a lot happening in our nation, I just want to remind you that the Bible is a prophetic book. Say, say the Bible is a prophetic book. And it's always speaking to where we're going, not just where we've been. Because see, a lot of times people view the Bible as a historic book. In other words, we're reading about stories in the past, and this is what happened way back when, and when we go to church, we're coming for a history lesson, and oh, that's fantastic, Pastor. Thank you for that history lesson. No, no, the Bible is not just about the past. The Bible is about creating our future. God shows us the stories of old to remind us that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That if God did it for Peter, if God did it for Paul, if God did it for Israel, if God did it for Joshua, if God did it for Jacob, he can do it for Josiah, he can do it for you, and he can do it for America. Come on, somebody. If you haven't figured out yet, I am fired all the way up on the first Sunday, and I got a preach in me, and I also a coffee and a latte and all that stuff, okay? I, 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 I'm telling you, I'm like a horse at the gate. 2020, we're done. I'm ready for 2021 and forward. But the Bible is a prophetic book. It, it, it speaks not to just where we've been, but where we're going. And I want you to remember this. Here's, here's, here, you, can, you can tweet this. The miracle is always in front of you. It's always in front of you. So when you look backwards, you can get de depressed, distressed, in despair. But when you look forward, you can always see destiny, no matter where you're from. The miracles in front of me. And so when we look at the Bible, listen to me now. I look at the Bible and I say, God, what would you have from your word into our lives? And so I go on, a, on an individual fast. I go on an individual prayer. And God dropped this verse in my heart. And from this is what I want to reveal to you, what our aim is going to be in 2021 as a church family. I invite you to pray with us and, and adopt this word for you. But let me read you the verse. And, and I just want to make it very clear that this prophetic word is not from me eating the cheese pizza. This prophetic word is from the Bible. Say amen. amen. Nehemiah 6.3, God took me to Nehemiah, and we're going to do a study on the book of Nehemiah. 
But the reason God took me here really was because Nehemiah was the one who was rebuilding things that were in ruins. And God, I read, the, I probably read the whole book multiple times here, but Nehemiah chapter six and verse three, here's what Nehemiah says when he's rebuilding what has been torn down by the enemy. And in verse three, while he's rebuilding, someone say, while he's rebuilding, he is being tempted and distracted to get off of his focus. And this was Nehemiah's response in verse three to all of those who tried to pull him down. He says, and I want us to all to read this together, and if you're all campuses here, the Bible says, so I sent this message to reply. He says, I am carrying out a great project and I cannot come down. And if you put that in the New King James Version, the New King James Version says, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. He says, why should I stop while and go down to you? He says, I'm doing a great project or I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. And I began to pray about that and look at how 2020, and maybe you can relate, and if you can, talk to me this morning, but, but you can relate that in 2020, a lot of things try to pull you down. A lot of things try to pull you down mentally, spiritually, physically, gained a few, come on, you know, uh, a lot of things try to pull you, your prayer life down, a lot of things try to pull your joy down, a lot of things try to pull your dreams down, a lot of things try to pull you down. And my prayer is that we're gonna believe that God Things try to get me down, but I'm gonna get back to that great work, the great work, the great work that God called us to. And, and a lot of things right now may seem in ruins and in rubble. This past year, and I have a write-up, I'm, I'm finishing our prayer journal booklets that I write every year, and we're gonna hand those out next, next week. Um, if you're watching online, they'll be available for PDF. Um, but this past year was one of the most challenging years we've had in our lifetime. Together, we experienced a global pandemic and watch nations shut down, events be canceled, businesses shut down, sports, malls, weddings, travel, vacations, gatherings, causing millions of families into isolation and many into breakdown. And if the global pandemic wasn't enough, there was a national political divide and civil unrest. The effects of 2020 had left so many in ruins wondering if things can ever come back. And the question so many are asking is where do we go from here? And I believe God's biblical answer is where we go from here is forward. That in the midst of ruins and rubble, that God can bring a resurrection. God can bring things back together. Where there's brokenness, God can bring healing. Where there's hurt, God can bring, come on, visions. Amen. And so for me this year, God actually dropped in three, three words in 2021, in the midst of all that's, that we see broken down. I want you to grab these three words. Rebuild, restore, and revive. Say when they say rebuild, say restore, and say revive. And I'm going to believe God that in 2021 it's going to be a year that we're going to see things be rebuilt spiritually things that are going to be restored spiritually and a revival that's going to come into your heart, your marriage, your home, your children, and we're going to rebuild, restore, and revive. And this year, I want to, I want to illustrate this of how God can bring this in, in our lives. I am doing a great work for God and I cannot come down, but rebuilding, restoring, and reviving. So often people talk about building a dream, but what do you do when you have to rebuild from something that's been torn down? I want to talk about that. 
How we're going to do that this year is through our 21 days of fasting. We'll begin next Sunday. So prepare your heart for that. Eat your last cheeseburger. And we're fasting. Come on. And, and I'll talk about the power of prayer and fasting. Like I said, I'm writing the uh, devotional, the journal for that. And uh, that will be ready next week. It will be a nice booklet. We'll give those out for free. And then uh, the new series that I'll be starting is The Rebuilt Life. We're going to do a study through the book of Nehemiah. I think a lot of marriages need to be rebuilt. A lot of families need to be rebuilt. A lot of faith needs to be rebuilt. Um, don't miss the service. And then next Sunday is our anointing service where we anoint everyone with oil for a prosperous new year. The Bible says, you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. I know it's been thinking, what about physical distancing? I will anoint you with a spray bottle if you want. Or I will anoint you with, uh, with my, listen, I, will, I lay hands on the sick. And I'm, I'm, I don't apologize for that. I pray for people no matter what they have. And, and you're, saying, you're being unsafe. No, I, I believe that God can heal people. So, so don't come at me with that. If you want anything, pray for me. Say amen, okay? I'll lay hand on the lepers. I'll pray for those who need help. Say amen. So we're going to anoint people with oil. And I, I'm actually not joking. I'm going to have a little spray bottle for who wants to spray. And I'll just like that. And Father in heaven, anoint you with oil. And then for those that want to be anointed, I'm just going to put some Crisco on your head and drip it. Because I don't know about you, but I need God's power for 2021. And if you're like, I don't want any of that, that's cool. You can be online and get your bottle of Crisco and anoint all your family and, and anoint yourself with hand sanitizer. I don't know. Come on, somebody. But, but we are going to pray for people. And ain't no little coronavirus going to stop people being prayed for. The Bible says pray for the sick. Amen. Come on, somebody. And I'm just going to say it. I hope you're praying for the sick. Okay, I hope you're praying, not just, not just saying, oh my goodness, people are sick, and you're worrying for the sick. The Bible didn't say worry, the Bible said pray. So we got to pray that people recover. We need to pray coronavirus disappear, this, this virus from the pit of hell. Say amen. So, Father in heaven, we pray right now, coronavirus disappear in 2021, and we come back into community, no more fear, no more bondage, God, no more isolation, and God, this, I pray a miracle. We wake up one morning and say, what happened? There are zero cases now, and everything has gone forward. Come on, somebody. And then the last but not thing, how do you rebuild, restore, and revive? Don't miss a Sunday. Get into growth track. Get baptized. Just say, God, I'm going all in. Someone say, God, I'm going all in. And some of you, you know, you know you, you're, you're not a person who's like tiptoes into, 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 you know, like, come on, let's be honest. The way you serve the devil, right, you were like, I don't care. Ah, I'll fight everybody. I want you to fight demons like that now. Okay. Come on, somebody. When you were at the party, you'd be like, with your shirt off, ah, don't take your shit off in church. But what I'm saying is you weren't shy. And all of a sudden you get saved and you're like, well, you know, I'm unsaved now, you know. Like, no, I want you to pray. I want you to preach. I want you to prophesy. I want you to, come on, lay hands. I want you to share scripture and say, devil, I'm going to fight you like you fought me in 2020. And I'm coming back in 2021. Somebody shout amen. Oh, we're coming after. I, I, I woke up today. I told my wife, I'm ready to slap some devil this morning. I mean, the devil don't even look at me today. It's 2021. I'm ready for the Lord. Say amen. Come on, Costa Mesa. Let's go to Nehemiah. All right, let's read the Bible here. Someone say rebuild. Someone say restore. Someone say revive. We're going to believe this. I'm not going to be in ruins. Mm -mm. No, no, no. We're going to see God rebuild that. 
We're going to see God restore everything the devil stole. You have to pay back seven times. That's what the Bible says. I'm going to claim those scriptures. And I'm not going to survive. I'm going to be in revive. In Jesus' name. Let's pray one more time. Father, we thank you. We receive this word. Some of you, restoration, restore, restore, restore with that faith in your heart, restore, restore, yeah, 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 restoration, mm, physical, mental, restitution, the Bible says that everything the devil, the, the thief steals, he must pay back seven times, so I pray seven times blessing come back to you in 2021 and you will go not from survival but you will be in revival I declare it I prophesy it if you don't have the faith borrow my faith right now and I place my faith the Bible says if two agree it shall be established so even if right now you're having a hard time believing it for yourself say I believe with pastor that, that this can happen I partner my faith with you. Come on, you're watching online. Grab your children and just pray. We will see restoration. We will see restitution. We will see a rebuilding from the ruins and the rubble. I prophesy from ruins to revival you shall go. From rubble to revival. This is going to be a turnaround here, and I believe it, Lord partner with our church family. Rebuild, restore, and revive in Jesus' name. If you believe it and receive it, shout amen. Amen, amen. Keep playing, brother. Nehemiah chapter 1. Let me read you these verses, and I have one point today, and I got a whole lot to talk about, and I have all year to talk about it with you, so we got a lot to cover. But the Bible reads like this. We're going to begin a study on the book of Nehemiah. Please feel free to read ahead. And um, we're going to talk about, you know, a, a, the book of Nehemiah about rebuilding. But here's how the Bible reads. It says, in the words of Nehemiah, the son of, of that guy, in the month of Kislev, in the 20th year. Someone say the 20th year. 2020. Whew. Put a chill down right here. Help us, Lord. In the 20th year, it says, while I was still in the citadel of Susa, Hannah and I, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile. You see, the, the God's people were in exile after they were conquered by the Persian Empire, and they were all scattered. There had been an event that scattered God's people, kind of like today, a lot of people feel scattered. It says in also about Jerusalem, so he essentially says, hey, how's God's people and how's God's city? Verse 3, they, he says, they said to me, those who survived the exile and came back in the province are in great trouble. It says, and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and the gates have been burned with fire. Someone say broken down and burnt down. Say it again, say broken down and burnt down. He says things are broken down and things have been burned down. Verse 4, I want you to listen here intently because Nehemiah is going to say, when I heard these things, when I heard these things, this, this just gripped me. He says, when I heard these things, I sat down and I wept. 
for some days, he says, I mourned. And, and, and I can really relate to Nehemiah, and maybe you can relate, because a lot seems broken down and a lot seems metaphorically burnt down in this season. And when you hear these things, often you sit down and you mourn and go, man, what's going on? Nehemiah sits down, he mourns, but he doesn't just mourn. The Bible says he fasted and he prayed before God of heaven. And in verse 5, he says, Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love and for those who love him and he keep his commandments. The Bible says that Nehemiah prayed and fasted. He prayed and fasted and asked God to keep his covenant. The title of my message today is a question, but it's also a statement, and it's this. What do you do when, when, when what you heard hurts? What do you do when what you heard hurts. I wanna to talk to you about that because a lot of stuff we hear out of 2020 may seem like hurtful in 2021, but we're gonna turn around in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your word. Speak to us today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Turn to your neighbor and just tell them we're gonna rebuild, we're gonna restore, and we're gonna revive. Thank you, brother. Come on, Costa Mesa online, write it in the comment section. We're gonna rebuild, we're gonna restore, and we're going to revive. What do you do? when what you heard hurts, Nehemiah chapter one. Let me start right here. You ever gotten good news and know how you feel when you get that good news? It's like a good feeling, right, when you get that good news? Like, like I, can, I can remember back when my wife, you know, we couldn't have children for the first five years of our marriage. There were some health issues that, that we were going through and we tried, you know, all of the medical processes to try to get pregnant and, and really came to, to no avail. And, and when we began Freedom House, you know, and I'm a firm believer when you build God's house, he builds your house. When we began Freedom House, my wife actually got miraculously pregnant and, and her body was healed. And that's why I believe in miracles because I have four little miracles that, that are running around my house making a mess. But, <laughs> but, but, but they're blessings, amen. But my wife, we couldn't have children. But I'll never forget when after failure... Uh, Failed pregnancy after failed pregnancy after failed pregnancy. When my wife says, we're pregnant. It's like, what? We're having a baby. Are you kidding me? And me doing the Holy Ghost shuffle. You know, come on, Sabine. You know what I mean? It's just like, everybody got their touchdown dance. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, yeah, man. And just that good news, you know. I'll never forget getting good news, you know, when I was going to get my first career job, getting into investments, and, and, you know, it was hard to get into this, this type of area of, of finance and the stock exchange, and I have my Series 7 and Series 66 and, and you know, all these licenses. I also have my driver license, but, you know, I have all these, li- and, and, and I'll never forget when I got the call, and they said, you're hired, and I'm like, yeah, touchdown dance, you know what I'm saying, like, that's what I'm talking about. I'll never forget getting the good news of, uh, 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 it's a boy, yeah, and then, it's a girl. Praise the Lord. I got to buy a gun. Just kidding. All right, come on, somebody. I know some of y'all don't even email me, okay? Come on, somebody. It's like, I better start working out, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. I got a girl. I got my princess. I got my, my prince. And, and getting this good news, it, it's, this news has the ability to make your heart jump. Just make your heart be amazed. But the same thing, sometimes when you hear bad news, has the same effect, but in the other direction. You ever got bad news? You ever got maybe some type of bad news where they say, I'm sorry to break it to you, but such and such is going to take place. i never forget, we lost a child. My wife was in her after three, actually four or five months, right, of being pregnant. And we get bad news that we lost a child. One of our, our you know, she was pregnant. Man, it turned my stomach. I'll never forget the bad news when it was a midweek in 2020. We were here. I was getting ready to preach, and someone texted me and says, hey, did you hear the NBA shut down? There's this thing called the coronavirus. 
I said, what are you talking about? And then I was like, ah, it'll be okay. And then when Disneyland shut down, I go, okay, this is serious. Okay. Because <laughs> you know Disneyland don't shut down for nobody. Mickey don't play. You know what I'm saying? Like he has fun, but he don't play. <laughs> Them churros keep it going, you know? And so I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, Disneyland shut down. I said, okay, this is serious now. Okay. And so, you know, then things started shutting down. But I'll never forget, we get that bad news, and we have to then start making all of these changes. Have you ever got bad news, maybe a report from a doctor, or maybe you're someone who owns a business, and they told you you're going to have to shut down your business, and you're not going to get any relief and any help, and you're wondering, how am I going to feed my family? How am I going to, you know, help my employees' families? Maybe, you know, you got laid off during this, this pandemic, and they said, we're sorry, but we're going to have to lay you off, and, and, and you're stuck in long unemployment lines there. Or maybe you, you suffered a breakup in 2020. Maybe you got some bad news, and you lost a family member or a loved one. You see, bad news has also the ability to turn your stomach. It has the ability to create hurt. It has the ability to cause you to wonder, where do we go from here? Now, what is so powerful about Nehemiah is what he does when he receives the bad news. And I want to just emphasize that Nehemiah was not a fake person because the Bible says that when he received the bad news, the scripture says that he sat down and he wept, he cried. And I just wanna to talk to everybody who maybe cried a tear in 2020. I wanna tell you that you're not weak in your faith. I just wanna tell everybody who maybe in 2020 felt a little bit of, of heaviness on your life. I just wanna tell you that heaviness doesn't mean that you're not spirit-filled. And if anybody ever told you, you know, believers don't cry, they didn't read the Bible because they said, they said that sorrow may last for a night. And some of you, your nights might have been a little extended. But I want to prophesy to you that sorrow may last for a night. But joy is going to come. Come on, somebody, in the morning. But let me talk about the night for a moment. Because for some of us, 2020 was a long night. When is this going to be over? And many of you found yourself sitting down on the couch and, and wondering, when is this going to be done with? We find ourselves mourning over situations, and, and, and I love this because Nehemiah is real. That's why the Bible is, is so good because it's real. It's not just fake, you know, faux, and, 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 and you know, just, <laughs> it's like, no, he says he cried, and he was, he was mournful. Man, this, you know, this, this, this is terrible what's happening. And the Bible says, what do you do when, when you hurt hurts? But at the same time, I love Nehemiah's response because he sat down, he mourned, but i tell you what he did. He recognized that I'm not just going to sit and mourn, but I'm going to do something about it. And this Bible says here in the next sentence, he says, he says, and I fasted and I prayed before the God of heaven. So the question is, what do you do when, when what you heard hurts? And where do you take this information? Here's your first point. I got to go straight to this because I'm already on overtime and the game gets good in overtime. But in church, they look at you with funny eyes and their clock. But write this down. You take it to God in heaven. What do I do with when I heard, what I heard hurts? I got to take it to God in heaven. Because the Bible says that what Nehemiah does is he fasts and he prays. And then he goes and he talks to God. And what I love about this is Nehemiah, he sits and he mourns, but then he gets up with the passion to say, this fight is too big for me. 
Now I'm talking to somebody. This battle is not just me and the devil, but I've got to bring in the heavyweight into, nah. I've got to bring the one who is the creator into this battle. I've got to tag my God and bring him into this fight because I can't fight this on my own. If not, I will get jumped. I'm going to bring God into this. Anybody want to bring God into this battle? How do you bring God into this battle? Man, Nehemiah prayed and he fasted. The Bible makes it very clear that what Nehemiah does is so amazing. Now, let's learn quickly about Nehemiah. You see, Nehemiah was, was the cupbearer to the king. And when he was the cupbearer to the king, he was in a position to be able to, to hear of this news, but also to be able to do something. And what I love about Nehemiah is that he fasts and he prays because he hears this bad news. And although he hears it, he wants to do something about it. The Bible says, when I heard these things. Someone say, when I heard these things. What things did he hear? He heard that they were broken down walls. What things did he hear? He heard that there were gates that were burnt down. Let's read verse number three one more time to bring it back into our focus. The Bible says, then they said to me, those who survived the exile came back in the province and in great trouble and disgrace. Those who survived 2020, those who survived coronavirus came back, but they were in great trouble and felt broken down. Their walls are broken down. Let me correlate this to our lives. And their gates feel like they've been burned down. He says, when I heard these things, well, what things can you hear today? Today we hear a lot of things. Today we hear about people separated from God. Today we hear about a lot of divorces. Today we hear about kids that are fatherless. Today we hear about a lot of suffering people. Today we hear about a lot of people in poverty. Today we hear about God's name being mocked. Today we hear about a lot of people living in fear rather than faith. Today we hear about a lot of people looking for a genuine encounter with God. And I'm telling you, what I hear from this season is I'm gonna, when I hear this news, I'm not just going to take it to the phone. I'm going to take it to the throne. I'm not going to take it to my chest, my comadre. I'm going to take it to God. Come on, somebody. He started to pray and to seek God. You see, what you do when you hear hurts, you got to take it to God. You got to take it to fasting and to prayer. You see, let's read the prayer quickly of, of Nehemiah here in verse number five. The Bible says, he says, then I said to the Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love to those who love him and keep his commandments. Look, look how beautiful, it, I mean, there's a verse you want to underline, underline this verse. Because when, when, when Nehemiah hears the effects of what has been broken down and burnt down, kind of like today, a lot of things seem broken down, a lot of things seem burned down, metaphorically speaking. Paul, I'm sorry, Nehemiah says, then I said to the Lord God of heaven, and then he calls him the great and the awesome God. Someone just say this one right now. Say, say, God, you're great, and God, you're awesome. Say it again. Say, God, you're great, and God, you're awesome. What Nehemiah does is he says, Nehemiah, I realize, I'm sorry, he says, God, I realize that you are greater than this issue. You are more awesome than this issue. We serve a great God. We serve an awesome God. And I think we need to be reminded this morning is God is greater than coronavirus. God is greater 
than addiction. God is greater than political divide. God is greater than any, you know, uh, injustice. God is greater than anything that would try to come against us. We serve a great and an awesome God. And this is why I worship is because God is great and God is awesome. And I trust God's greatness and God's awesomeness because he is good. But he doesn't end there. Uh, Nehemiah says, you're the God who keeps your covenant of love with him who keeps your commandments. He says, God, I recognize that you keep your covenant and you are true to your word. Not one of your promises falls to the ground. And he does this. But then I want you to watch verse 6 because here is the turning point. Someone say the turning point. And I want you to hear me, okay? And, and again, let me pastor you. Let me, let me lead you to Jesus. He says, God, you're great. God, you're awesome. But then in verse 6, he says, let your ear be attentive and your eyes be open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants. He says, the people of Israel. Then watch what he does. He says, I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. Stay with me here. What makes revival come to Nehemiah's life isn't just because he said, God, you're great, God, you're awesome, now here's what I want from you. But what made a rebuilding, a restoring, and a reviving is that Nehemiah says, God, you're great, and you're awesome, and I recognize that I need to repent before I can see restoration. I, I'm, you don't have to say amen, but I know it's good preaching. He's saying, God, I'm gonna repent for anything I did of my sins, of my doubt, and of my hurts and of my habits, God, I repent. Because the key is, and this is words that are not popular in church, and I'm not going to get a lot of claps, I'm not going to get a lot of amens, but i got to preach it. Because there cannot be revival without repentance. I, I feel this thing now. There cannot be revival without repentance. See, we want revival, but we don't want repentance. And the Bible says that if my people that are called by my name, oh, Jesus, help me this morning. He says, if my people that are called by my name would humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, he said, I will hear from heaven, I will heal their land, and he will bring about. If we want revival, we've got to repent and come back to God. After a year like 2020, say, God, I repent of my sins. I repent of my doubt. I repent of my frustration. I repent of my anger. I repent of the cuss words you might have said at the TV. How do I feel? I repent, God, from going back to my old ways. And in 2021, I come back to God because I need you in my life. Someone shout amen. amen. Repentance. But see, what happens is we sanitize. I think the most dangerous thing in 2020 is we sanitize our hands, but then we now sanitize our prayers. We've sanitized our worship. And now we sanitized our convictions. I feel this. I was in prayer last night. I told my wife I started crying at my desk. Because I mourned at the state of what I see, the church. We've sanitized too much. And I'm all about being safe. But if you think that the world is going to be changed with the weak church, hmm. We need a revival church. We need a church that says, Lord, we come back to the cross. We come back to prayer. And I'm not going to sanitize my life. I'm going to say, Lord, I need you. I need you. I'm broken. I'm hurting. I'm about to lose my mind. And I'm coming back to you in 2021 in need of a Savior. Someone shout, I'm coming back, Lord. I'm repenting, God.
because I've turned the wrong direction. I need you, Jesus. He says, Lord, I repent. And I love this. He says, I don't, he says, Lord, I repent for all of it. But then he says, and I include myself in there. Because if we're not careful, we'll see in 20, yeah, Lord, everybody need to repent. Bola de pecadores, they all need to repent. <laughs> he says, I recognize I. You want to know where revival starts? It starts with me. It starts with me. Repenting. Repenting. And saying, God, 2020, it did a number on me. It did a number on me. But I'm not going to try to hide it in 2021. See, sometimes we pray like if God doesn't know. We pray like God doesn't know you're harboring unforgiveness. We pray like if God doesn't know you're, you're jealous over someone's Instagram. We pray like if God doesn't know the lust problem. Like if God didn't know the addiction you picked up in 2020. I love you, but I got to call our church to repentance for 2021. We pray like God doesn't know your frustration right now as you're watching online. We pray as if God doesn't know your doubts. You wonder if you'll ever come back to church. We pray as if God doesn't know, but God knows. And we need to now say, God, I know you know. And in this season, I'm going to repent and come back to you because I don't want to live in ruins. I want to live in revival. I want to live in rebuilding, restoring, and reviving. Lord Jesus, I feel the Holy Ghost just bow your head right now in this moment. Thank you, Lord. I feel the power of God right here. Right here. You know I love you. But you cannot have revival without repentance. You're watching online. I got to bring you back to the cross. I'm going to turn my heart. What does repentance mean? Repentance means to turn back to God in every area. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah. I repent, Lord, of my sin, of my... What did you pick up in 2020 that you should have never picked up? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I don't want to live in ruins. How did Nehemiah rebuild? He first repented. He first said, God, I'm turning back to you, all of me. I received the blood of your son, Jesus. Now repentance, you don't got to feel guilty to repent. See, religion tells you your father's mad at you, but relationship says your father's waiting for you to come back home. to repent maybe 2020 you you, you you dimmed your light God doesn't want you to dim your light he wants you to turn on your light the Bible says that to him who knows to do good and does not it is sin God we repent because in 2020 where they were hurting people maybe you muzzled your faith when you should have been increasing your faith wear a mask be safe but don't mask your faith. Sanitize your hands, but don't sanitize your prayers. Make them raw. Because those things, yeah, they're filthy. When we come before God and say, God, I'm sorry, Lord, I come to you. My thoughts, 
Social distance, but don't physical distance from God. You don't got Rona, you're okay. Don't physical distance from your Bible. I think the biggest detriment when I see it, again, I love you, I love our church, but I see people, their faith fading. And if you don't think that this is an attack to have a weak church, you need to open your eyes and recognize this is not an attack on Costco, okay? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, authorities, principalities, and spiritual forces. This is a spiritual battle to try to weaken the church of the living God. But I see a revival. I see a rebuilding. I see a restoration. Come on, Costa Mesa. Come on online. I want us all to stand to our feet right now, and I want to lead us into a moment of repentance. Yeah. Again, I know this ain't popular. You ain't going to find this on, on YouTube probably. You ain't going to find this. People ain't going to say, you ought to repent. If I put this on Instagram, I'm going to get no likes and a bunch of other conversations. Amen. But I don't live for the, for the approval of people. My job is to prepare you to stand before God. To God be the glory in the house of the Lord. Would you bow your head all across this place? Thank you, Jesus. Costa Mesa online. I didn't know how this would be received. I told my wife, pray for me, because this ain't popular preaching. Be much easier for me to preach a sermon today that five ways how to be blessed in 2021. But I got to be obedient to God. He told me to preach about repentance. When we repent, it's not because God's mad at you. It's because he loves you. It's us turning back to God and saying, God, it's not that we're, you know, it's not that God says, oh, you filthy sinner. No, it's that God says, there's so much worth and value on you. Don't settle for anything less. You see, Jesus made a way for us to come back to him. He died on the cross. He shed his blood for our sins. And he was resurrected so we too can rise again into new life. But that can only happen with true, authentic repentance. Revival is marked not by smiles and happiness, but by repentance saying, God, I come to you, which ultimately brings joy to your heart. So this is true for all of us, not just for some of us. Everyone within the sound of my voice, we all need to turn back to God in a greater way in 2021. So would you say this with your head bowed? I want to say, I want to say, Lord, I turn back to you. Say it in a greater measure. And I want you to think really quick what you need to give to God from 2020. What do you need to repent from in 2020? Maybe you need to repent from, like I said, unforgiveness. Maybe you need to repent from doubt. Maybe you need to repent from lust. Maybe you need to repent from gossip or repent from overeating. God forgive me, I overate in 2020, amen. Repent from overspending, repent from Maybe going back to an old habit, maybe regressing when you should have been progressing. Maybe to repent from dimming your light when you should have turned up your light. Under your breath, so I want you to just say, God, I repent of, and then just say it. Here we go, ready? One, two, three. Under your breath, not to be loud. Say, Lord, I repent of, and just say it, I repent of. And then if it's something that's like, I can't even say it right now, then you go home in your prayer closet, and don't you sanitize that. You let it be raw before God and you get healed of that and forgiven of it. 
Don't you carry that in 2021. We're going to rebuild, we are going to restore, and we're going to revive. But we turn to you, Heavenly Father. Say, God, I repent, and I turn back to you in greater measure. Say, I thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes away all my sins, that forgives me and makes me white as snow, that I can move forward in purity, not live in guilt, shame, or condemnation, but to live approved with my identity in Christ Jesus. Thank you that you received me, Heavenly Father, that you said in your word that you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins if I come to you. Now say this, Lord, I'm asking now that you would rebuild, that you would restore, and that you would revive my life and all of those that I've been hurting, that we would all come back to you and see in 2021 a move of God like we have never seen before. We cry out to you, God, heal our land. We cry out to you, heal our land. You said in your word, and now we believe it. Heal our hearts, heal our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, worship him, all campuses, all across. Come on, great is your faithfulness. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.